got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto. Guys, this is the show where we go live 9.30 Eastern every single day to bring you the latest Bitcoin technical on-chain and fundamental metrics so that you can have a better understanding of where the cryptocurrency is coming from, where the cryptocurrency markets are and where they are going so that you can make the most out of them. We're looking forward to today's show because not only are we going to be talking about Bitcoin 2022, the conference that we are going to be at starting on Wednesday, but we're also going to be talking about the price action of Bitcoin. Right now, it looks like we're sitting in a symmetrical triangle pattern that could lead us massively to the upside. And we're also going to be talking about some on-chain metrics, such as the outflows of Bitcoin, totaling nearly 100,000 Bitcoin in just the last couple of months, in just the last 30 days, excuse me, that are leading us to believe that people are taking money off of exchanges so that they can hodl into the new rally that we seem to be starting. Guys, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and follow us on all of our social medias. I am joined, as always, by TA Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's up, everybody? I am having a good morning. It's been good. It didn't work out this morning, but I worked out a lot over the weekend. And uh, I'm trying to rest up for this Bitcoin conference here in two days. But I do have an announcement. I have an exciting announcement because a lot Ooh. of you actually have sem up this. Uh, Jeb is very happy for this as well. Uh, next Monday, when we get back. So we will leave tomorrow afternoon for Bitcoin 2022. So there will be no coffee and crypto Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. We'll still make videos for you and kind of update you guys what's happening at the conference. But when we come back on Monday, coffee and crypto is moving to 10 a.m. So it'll no longer be 9.30 to 10.30, but rather 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. So I don't know where you guys live necessarily. You know, do the math. Just we're backing up a half hour for a lot of different reasons, some for our sakes, but also the few of you that I've talked to, even for your sakes, it sounds like something you guys would be super excited for. So make sure you guys let the community know. Type in chat throughout this whole thing. Remember, guys, next week, next Monday, we're starting at 10 a.m. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait for it. I know you guys are going to love it. It is going to be good. And I know a lot of you guys are going to be able to tune in at, at, time, at that time a lot easier than you're able to right now. So we're definitely looking forward to that change. But we're also joined as always by our producer and technical director, Smay. How are you doing, Smay? I'm doing... Use your awesome title oh. there. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Um, uh, I'm, I'm doing very good, guys. And uh, you know what I like to do when I'm doing good? I like to say some green names. Woo. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, begin. We have Crypto Set Guy. We got Elliot Locke. We got Grand Roofing Incorporated. We got the Bitcoinologist. We got Crypto AI. We got Tom Wilkes. We got Christopher Malvo. We got Mike Markle. We got who else we got here? Who else we got here? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I got scroll, scroll, scroll. Let's see who. Cryptofer. We got Siobhan Golay. We got Agent Gold. We got Eye of the Beholder. Uh, we got Ricardo Vinegas. We got Win Peoples. We got Adam Rourke. Spirit Maker. Uh, I love you guys. Why aren't you saying the their names, May? Do you want me to? Yeah, I would love that. All right. Uh, it's a Monday, dude. You got to get us. I got to get. get I got to get us in the right. Get spirit. us in the right spirit, I'll, I'll, man. I'll read. On. I'll read the new names. Okay. In it. Okay. Right. Let's do it. <clears throat> spirit Maker, Shavongo, Lee, Cryptofer, and Matsy, and Crypto Cryptoologist, and Cryptoologist again, and Crypto Set Guy, and Grand Roofing Incorporated. Thank you. 
Let's go. Good job, Smay. Smay and his man bun just saying those green names. That's amazing, I, dude. Dude, I have a man bun. Here, What's the dude? deal with the man bun, by the way? Tell us a story about that. I, you know, I gotta be honest with you. It's correlated. I think my hair is correlated to my what I'm what I'm doing. I uh I've noticed that the most fit times in my life, and I say okay. fit very relatively loosely, the times that I actually ever like work out or anything like that, I always grow. I always end up growing my hair out because I never really think about my my hair like that. So uh, yeah, right now it's like my hair is in my basically my. Uh, Healthy phase, if you will, and yeah. it, and, and it kind of makes me feel good when I work out because it makes me feel like a warrior, you know. So yeah, yeah I can see you charging into battle with some face paint. Yeah, I could definitely see that. But guys, yeah. we got a lot to talk about today, so we're gonna go ahead and jump right on over to Coin Market Cap. We're gonna come back and maybe talk about Space Bond a little bit later. But we need to- <laughs> no, no, why not? <laughs> yeah, we no. gotta do some technical yeah. analysis on that thing, dude. That's in an ascending no, triangle right. pattern. Yeah. No, it's good, guys. Bitcoin sitting at forty six thousand dollars. We're gonna go ahead and look at the chart over the weekend. As you know, it had a little bit of a drop uh, on Monday, dropping down to forty four thousand dollars. A lot of people were worried that this was gonna bar Simpson and we were gonna correct all the way back down. But we ended up having a rally back up to for the mid forty six region. Currently, we're finding ourselves in a symmetrical triangle pattern. And to be quite honest with you guys, this has gotten so tight that we could end up seeing a breakout during this stream. Bitcoin is ranging in like a $400 pattern right here. So if Bitcoin does break out of this, then we will definitely make sure to keep you guys updated on that. As you can see over the last seven days, it is down 3%. That's because we've been up here for more than seven days now. We rallied up here at the end of the day of the 27th of March. We've now been up here for about eight days, and I actually think this is a really good thing. As you guys know, I've talked about how Bitcoin needs to go through a little controlled burn. It needs to reestablish its levels of support. It needs to consolidate healthily, and it needs to be ready to move forward in a sustainable manner. And I believe that's what we're doing right now. We rallied for about two weeks. During that time, Bitcoin rallied a, an astounding nearly 30%. We added hundreds of billions of dollars of market capitalization. This was a phenomenal rally that we witnessed. And in doing so, Bitcoin has turned previous resistance at $46,000 into current support at $46,000. So not only that, we've also bounced off of the 20-day exponential moving average, as you can see right here. Now that we're actually in a trend, you're going to see me using that technical indicator quite a bit more so that we understand what our trending indicators are telling us. But the good news is, guys, it looks like Bitcoin is starting to go through a, the bottom of a rounding bottom, and we're going to talk about all of that and more here in a little bit. But I just wanted to give you a kind of a brief 30,000 foot update. Now, looking at Ethereum, it's got an interesting seven day price graph. Take a look at this. It looks almost similar to Bitcoin's. It's got this big drop in the middle, but instead of a uh, instead of a downtrend over the last seven days, it's actually in a bit of an uptrend over the last seven days. Let's look down here on the four hourly chart, and you'll see what I'm talking about. If we just go ahead and compare Bitcoin to Ethereum, what we're seeing right now is that the market is uh, it, it has a little bit of a drop here on the 31st of March. Moving into the 1st of April, very similar to what Bitcoin did, but it's trending to the upside instead of trending to the downside. What that tells me, you can just see the differences here. What that tells me is that this market over on Ethereum actually has even more hype in it than the market over here on Bitcoin. And I think part of the reason for that is because the altcoin space is starting to run in a big way. As you guys know, the altcoins are starting to take dominance from Bitcoin. It's actually been losing market dominance. And that's not a bad thing. You might think it is, but it's not. It actually means that people are very confident in the altcoins. And that's showing up 
in Ethereum. You can see Bitcoin's dominance has been on a downtrend ever since October of last year when it peaked out at 47%. Right now, it's pulled all the way back down to 40.84%, indicating that the altcoins are starting to take dominance away from it and that the altcoins are starting to build more investor confidence than Bitcoin currently has, at least relative to Bitcoin. So obviously, the investor confidence in Bitcoin has gone up, hence the price going up, but it also looks like the investor confidence in the altcoins has rallied even faster than Bitcoin. I explained in a video last week, you can go on the channel and watch that video, I explained why that is such a big deal. The reason that that's such a big deal is because when the investors are very confident in the altcoins, even more so than they are in Bitcoin, then that actually means that their foundation, which is Bitcoin, is probably going to do very, very well because most people perceive the altcoins to be more risky than Bitcoin. So if people are investing in the altcoins faster than they're investing in Bitcoin, then that normally means that they perceive Bitcoin to be in a very safe, healthy place, or else they would not be venturing into the higher risk, however higher reward altcoin space. So the fact that the altcoins are outperforming Bitcoin might seem like a minor fact, but it's actually very important. Another thing that happened over the weekend, you've probably seen these, the uh, news story go around on this. Bitcoin just recently passed 19 million Bitcoin in circulating supply. When I got into the cryptocurrency space, this, this number was, if I remember correctly, sitting at 16.7 million. So 2.7 million of the Bitcoin that are currently in existence have been mined in the time that I've been here. The rest of it was mined before I got here. There's only 2 million to go. So that means in the last four years, more Bitcoin have been mined in the last four years then there will ever be mined again in the future history of Bitcoin. So that is a very, very important thing. It speaks to the uh, limited supply nature and the long-term saleability nature of Bitcoin. Taking a look at a couple of other cryptos here, Solana had a great week, up 19%, but it's down 5% on the day. Cardano sitting at $1.20. If you'll recall, Cardano has important resistance at $1.20. I can show you that right now. Bitcoin and Ethereum have more or less broken their resistance levels that they needed to get through at $45.5 and $3,400 respectively, but Cardano has not managed to break through its critical resistance, which is sitting at $1.20. So keep an eye on $1.20 here for Cardano. Tim, are there any other major things on different major projects that you are looking for? Uh, for example, $1.20 on Cardano to be looking out for, or the fact that Terra Luna is sitting at all-time high. Are there any other big things that we should be keeping our eyes on in the altcoin space? Well, <laughs> uh, just talking about those two. First of all, Cardano, Card that 120 is kind of the same level to my brain as Bitcoin's 46,000. Yep. And we are watching 46,000 kind of cement why it was so important as we continue to move around that point. Same thing with Cardano, we're hovering right above, we're hovering right at, we'll come a little bit below, go a little bit above it, and then kind of sit on that 120. That's really important. When it comes to Luna, I will say this about Luna. Luna, you remember last year, 2021, when Cardano just just blew it up. I think it went up over 800%. Yep. And, and there was lots of times it looked like they were going to reverse, and it just didn't. Luna's one of those projects that potentially is it having a, a 2021 Cardano run hmm. where I've been watching this coin. I even put it on Twitter uh, last week. There was some strong bearish RSI divergence on Luna. It, from a technical analysis standpoint, did not look like a coin you wanted to touch, did not look like a coin you wanted to invest in. Uh, and yet it rallied through and broke it anyway. I think that this potentially Luna is so in such a sweet spot right now that as funny as it is, you know, we're, we like to talk about technical analysis. I don't know if technical analysis is extremely uh, effective right now at Luna because I think that this is an example of the fundamentals coming into play. What It's, it's per hitting at the perfect time for what people really need right now uh, with all of its use cases. I think this is a time to just say, you know what, let's fill up your bags on Luna because I think Luna is going to be a very good project. That being said, it is 
up a lot. A lot of times you will see a retracement. It is one that I think you should move in very wisely. But just because you see bearish things happening on the on the charts doesn't necessarily mean that the price is going to go bearish. It could just be a fake out. The fundamentals are still going up. Uh, Luna's one. I, I love the project, but technical analysis, I, I don't know how effective it is right now. Could Luna be going lunar? Oh, got him. <laughs> got him. As into the moon. <laughs> you feel, you, you got it. You, okay, you got it. Okay, guys, I also want to thank you. That's what I was there looking for. Appreciate that. Was that too much to ask? Guys, Do Kwon is a very charismatic leader. And when you have the founder of a project like Terra Lunar come out and say, my Southern accent came out there, Terra Lunar, whenever you have the founder of a project like Terra Luna come out and say, we're going to buy $10 billion worth of Bitcoin. We're going to buy 185,000, uh, what, 210,000 Bitcoin. And we're going to beat MicroStrategy. And we're going to have, you know, a fifth of the amount of Bitcoin that Satoshi Nakamoto has. When, when somebody comes out and says that, they get a lot of attention, and Luna has been getting a lot of attention with that. Just by coming out and saying that, Luna has rallied enough in price that Do Kwon and the Luna Foundation can probably now afford to actually do that, which hopefully they were able to before. And we're actually going to talk about Luna here in a little bit because they've actually paused their purchasing of Bitcoin. We don't know why they've done that, but they have done that. We're going to talk about all of that, but we're going to first start with Bitcoin. So let's go ahead and jump on over there. Before we do, though, I see you. I know you're watching this stream. You're sitting there in your underwear on the couch. There's a thousand of them. There's a thousand of you guys doing this. I feel like you're using my bit right now. I am using your bit. I don't know if I like it. You're sitting on the couch in your underwear. And I believe me, I get it. It's not, I'll, yeah, it's good. And you're thinking, I don't need to hit the like button. Everybody else is going to hit the like button. You need to hit the like button. Smay, would you mind giving them a cookie in chat if they hit the like button? I, you know. Could you do that for us? I, I think that maybe you should just do it cheerfully. You know what I mean? Uh, that's true. You know, we shouldn't have to bribe you to hit the like button. Being a cheerful giver is a good thing. That's true. Um, so I think you should be a cheerful giver of that's your true. like button. Thank you. That's right. I agree. I agree. We should give joyfully. We should give joyfully to the like button. Thank you very much for doing that. We really appreciate it. It helps us to support us. It helps to support us in the YouTube algorithm so that we can get our name out there so that we're able to spread the good word of Bitcoin to more and more people. But speaking of the good word of Bitcoin, let's take a look at the good price of Bitcoin. As you know, Bitcoin has been on a downtrend ever since 29th of March 2022 when we hit $48,000. We're down about $2,000, but that's not anything we need to worry about. I want to preface by talking about that whole control burn analogy. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on it, but I want to remind you, whenever the Park Service realized about 70 or 80 years ago in the United States, if you don't let fires come through the forest, then the forest builds up all this dead stuff and all this debris. And then when it finally does catch on fire after it hasn't had a burn in 30 years, the whole thing goes up and then the whole forest burns down. And then it takes 30 years for the forest to recover. Much better to have a controlled burn every couple of years so that you clear the way for new growth. That's what the Park Service realized. And very similarly in Bitcoin, if we do not allow for small controlled burns in the forms of short-term small corrections to happen, then we can go on a rally for three, four, five, six, seven, eight months. But then guess what happens? Bitcoin goes on a rally for nine months, as we saw here from September all the way through April, September 2020 to April 2021. Uh, and then we trade sideways and move to the downside for over a year because we didn't factor in the controlled burns because we rallied way too quickly. Guys, these super long, super fast rallies are 
a lot of fun. The boredom that comes thereafter from the market trading sideways as the as the fundamentals catch up with the price, not so much. And a lot of people get burned and hurt because they think Bitcoin's going moonshot from there. Point being, you need to see a healthy correction on Bitcoin. So I'm actually very excited to see what Bitcoin is doing right now. We've rallied. We've put in a flag. I'm just going to go ahead and draw with trend lines here. We have our resistance right there, which I'm hoping will break soon. We have our support right here, which I'm hoping will hold. And then if we just look at a price target, based on this bull pennant, based on the beginning of this rally, all the way through the top. This is called a pennant because it's a triangle pattern. If it was a flag, it would be a bull flag. It's a bull pennant because it is a triangle. A pennant is just another word for a triangle. If we look at this bull pennant, do a price target by simply extrapolating the previous rally into the future rally because bull pennants and bull flags show up halfway through. That's called. It's also called a half staff pattern. Then that gives us a price target up here nearly at $60,000. If you take it off log, then we have more or less the exact same thing. We can just go ahead Ahead and draw that one more time. If we take it off log and we look at the linear chart, then that gives us a price target of 56,000. Point being, if we do see Bitcoin go through a major rally in the next couple of weeks, it will likely be because of this bull pennant. And it will likely be as a result of the fact that Bitcoin has managed to get above the 20 daily EMA, gotten above $46,000, and it has been able to hold. Now, I want to look at some longer term technicals so that we have an understanding as to whether or not we are going to be able to go up to that fifty-six dollars to $60,000 price range. Because if we are, we're almost certainly going to go back to all-time high and beyond, and that could happen within the next couple of weeks. But do the technicals, and then in a minute, we're going to look at the fundamentals, substantiate that claim. Well, let's remember, Lux Algo, which is the most powerful trend indicator that I am aware of with my five years experience trading crypto, or uh, doing technical analysis on crypto, it is the most powerful trend indicator that I have in my tool belt. It says that we are in a strong uptrend. And it even says it on the three daily chart, which, by the way, the three daily chart has over a 90 percent accuracy, has about a 94 percent accuracy on the week on the three daily chart because of 11 confirmed trend signal, uh, 11 confirmed buy signals in the entire history of Bitcoin. It's 12 confirmed buy signals in the entire history of Bitcoin. 11 of them have actually resulted in an uptrend and they've resulted in an uptrend of over 50%, uh, nine of those times. The one time it did not actually result in an uptrend, Bitcoin only lost 7% before it had a sell signal come into play. So this buy signal right here represents number 13 in the entire history of Bitcoin that is confirmed. The most recent before that was here in August. This one does not count because we never had trend catcher come in and validate that. We saw Bitcoin rally 50% as a result of that until the next sell signal. So the point being, Bitcoin having a buy signal here on the three daily chart with Lux Algo is absolutely critical. Make sure to sign up for Lux Algo links in the description box down below. But that's not the only trend indicator that we want to look at. We want to look at a lot of other things. Even though Lux Algo has a ridiculously strong accuracy, we still want to confirm everything with other analysis. One thing that we can look at is the 20 EMA on the three daily chart. Looking at the 20 EMA on the three daily chart, you will see that it has a pretty strong track record looking back in the history of Bitcoin with uptrends and downtrends. Looking here at this uptrend, uh, be, uh, moving from the beginning of the pandemic, going back to April of 2020, uh, and even a uh, that's when we broke above it, going all the way through May of 2021. For about a year, we basically maintained above the 20 EMA on the three daily chart, and we were in a rally. Same thing happened here between July 2021 and November of 2021. We more or less were above this trend line, um, uh, above that moving average the entire time. I can just scroll back, and you guys can see how how well this indicator helps us to understand when Bitcoin is in an uptrend or a downtrend. And currently we are above that trend line. Now above that, above that moving average, excuse me. We can also see down here on the three daily chart, we have a confirmed uh, uptrend on the MACD we have for a while. And even on the weekly chart, 
you can see that we have just crossed bullish. If we look at the previous times that we've crossed bullish on MACD, we're going to get some very powerful signals as well. These are the last two major times we've crossed bullish on weekly chart MACD. Right here led to a 700% rally. Right here led to a 43% rally. So the fact that the MACD is crossing to the upside, very bullish. We can also see the fact that RSI has gotten above 50, sitting at 52, is very bullish because it means the bulls are back in charge. So, Tim, do you agree that right now the price target for Bitcoin is somewhere around 56 to 60 $60,000. And do you also agree that the technicals, anyway, we're going to talk about the fundamentals, the technicals seem to be substantiating the claim that Bitcoin will go there. Man, that's a good point. Uh, so everything you did there was uh, was very helpful. And, and you're not wrong about anything. I don't know if I'm necessarily in a boat of saying 56. I think what I'm looking for is that 52 uh, reclaim first. You know, uh, I'd agree. Did, did you give did you give and I, I was trying best to listen to you, but also interact with chat. Did you give your exact reason why 56 is the number sticking out to you? Yes. If you look on the linear chart and look at the bullpen, it's price target. It's sitting at fifty six thousand dollars. And then I, I didn't mention, but uh, gotcha. I have to remember exactly where it is. But there's another important resistance level at fifty six. I believe it's Fibonacci. Let me check here because I'm going from memory on this one. Uh, yes. Fifty six thousand dollars on the log chart or excuse me, on uh, on. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, a linear chart, um, linear Fibonacci retracement. That's also the golden pocket, which, so that means oh. that Bitcoin very much needs to get through that because if it does not get through the 50, the 61.8% region, then we could easily retrace all the way back down to, you know, $47,000, $42,000. So there's a couple reasons 56 jumps out at me. Yeah. Okay. That I'm looking at those things now. I completely agree. Another, another thing that could potentially support that. Now this doesn't give us a price target of 56 necessarily. Um, but it does say go to the upside. And that is, May, if you're not already on my chart, you can go there. Uh, I actually want to switch over. I'm looking at a different chart. I have a couple different charts up here. This is, this one was a confusing one for me. But when I go back and I look at all these things that Wyckoff teaches, and I have not talked about Wyckoff here in a while. I have the beholder actually, and it gave a super chat asking Tim, you know, what are your thoughts about Wyckoff accumulation phase? This is a different one. And I could go into a lot of details on why this is a different one. This is not the most common accumulation phase that Wyckoff discusses, but this is a potential. But what I wanted to talk about, and I mentioned it before, that significance of this level of these prices coming back down here, this is a part of what Wyckoff does. They they have a range that they're trading between. More often than not, we usually see the range come a little bit lower and have a spring. We didn't have that, but Wyckoff teaches a spring isn't a mandatory thing. It just is more often. More often than not, we have a spring that goes lower than the initial uh, downtick. But what happens is we break above and we break through resistance and we come back down and we test it. And you notice these prices have been hovering, if I zoom in on them a little bit, hovering right between this level, this zone of resistance, hovering right here and up between, getting a little bit above, but then coming back down to $46,000. This is a part of what Wyckoff actually does uh, with a schematic. And what we often see happen is after we have our spring or after we have the final zone, we come back down, we test resistance, and then we come back up. And potentially, 56, before you see another level of resistance, I'm, what I'm seeing here, you know, uh, that was a random drawing, so don't pay attention to the significant of that. I could easily see what Jeb is saying about 56 happen before we see another level of resistance. If you guys want to see an example of what that looks like, we had another accumulation phase, at least according to what, you know, if you're we following Wyckoff happen over here. Look what happened here. We had our spring. We broke up. We came back down, tested the zone of resistance, came all the way up before a significant level of resistance up at 52. Uh, let's see what the what the percentage changes, if there's any correlation there whatsoever. Uh, down top, we had about an 80% 
uptick. Let me go back over over here and let me see what 56 would be if I came back down. Let me see. I'm going to test two different zones. So 56 oh, went a little too high. Uh, it's about 50. But if I went down to the bottom of our accumulation phase down here, let's see what we have here. If we went to 56, up uh, 70%. So we're getting close to that region. So in that case, Jeb, I actually think that anywhere between 56 and potentially maybe even getting up higher to 59, 60 could happen from this little action right here as we retest this former resistance, turn into support, and then have a nice little rally. This is a part of what Wyckoff talks about. We have our distribution phase. We come down. We accumulate so that the whales, the institutions, what he calls the composite man can gobble up supply and then when they're ready blast off happens but this is another shakeout just to make sure you know if anyone was getting a little too bullish and doesn't know what they're doing maybe we can scare them out a little bit more before we take the price a little higher but those of you who have been following us and you know what you're doing you know not to be scared right now you know that bitcoin is going up uh, i would not be surprised if the next couple of weeks we do see that fifty-six thousand jeb mm -hmm. and potentially maybe even get a little closer to 60 but that's also just following one form of teaching a lot of fundamentals could change uh, this is one of those could go up, could go down, could go sideways. And I know some of you guys hate that, but that's what we have to prepare you for. Bad news could come. You know, we're expecting good news to come out in the next couple of days. But if bearish news comes out and it's significant bearish news, you know, the price could continue to go sideways or maybe even drop down a little bit. That's not what I'm expecting. But if it did happen, that would be why. It wouldn't happen for no reason. It would have to have major bearish sentiment coming into the space to keep us sideways or go down. And that's the important thing to remember, guys, is that one, things can change on a dime. And two, also keep in mind that we are now in a confirmed rally. We have confirmed, in my opinion, that we are in an uptrend counter to everything that has been happening since November the 10th of last year. That being said, this market is in a very, very fragile rally, and it could end very easily. Before we move into our community discussion and we read all these super chats, which we've been so blessed as to receive, I want to show you a couple of different rounding bottoms that Bitcoin has experienced. One, we saw back over here in last summer, and we ended up setting a higher high. After we set the higher high, we went on a rally. If we go back in time, the last time, that we, uh, the last time that before that that we saw a major rounding bottom was right back over here. We set a higher high, and Bitcoin would have more than likely gone on a pretty large rally here, but then cases started to take off and the pandemic really started to pick up. Bitcoin probably would have rallied up to fourteen dollars or $15,000 in this time period right here were it not for that black swan fundamental event. Just a reminder of why you need to pay attention to fundamentals because te technicals would never have predicted that massive crash right there. The point is this rounding bottom after we set this higher high probably would have allowed it to continue to the upside. If we look back over here at the last event before that, we saw a higher high set here in early 2019 with a high then another high, we ended up going into a major rally. And then before that, the last time that we saw a major rounding bottom was right here. We saw a rounding bottom, set a higher high. If we weren't in a bear market, then yes, we probably would have gone into a rally, but we did not because the institutional interest and the retail interest was very, very low. Neither of those things are true right now. So the point is, whenever Bitcoin goes to a rounding bottom like this, it more often than not does end up going into a rally if that rounding bottom sets a major higher high as we have just done so. So we are in a very important setup right now, guys. We just need to see where the interest in the retail and the institutionals are going to come in? Are they going to come into Bitcoin? Are we going to see more outflows, which we are? If so, then Bitcoin is looking very, very nice. Let's go ahead and read some super chats, and then we're going to move on into some fundamentals. Yeah, it looks like we have a good amount here. A do. couple, we had a couple just donations. So I'm going to read the letters on this one. FVCK Snickers. So, you know, nice little try there. Uh, gave one donation and then another one said, I got to learn to stop putting $100 into coins and I see someone make a video on YouTube for y'all been great though. Love the knowledge. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we do, we, we have coins that we're very bullish on. We have coins that we like, um, 
but we we definitely at least try to always remind you guys that we are not financial advisors. Don't do something just because we do it. We want to help inform you guys on things so that you can do your own thinking as well. And maybe we're just one of the many resources you use to make your own uh, de- decisions on those things. But uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> Martine Siebels. I got the name right this time. Yes. Uh, he just donated five uh, euros. So thank you so much, Martine. Uh, Eye of the Beholder, I, I referenced this earlier. said, Tim, what are your thoughts on this being a Wyckoff accumulation on the daily? Absolutely. I, I, that's what, exactly what I think is happening, which is why I am confident that this level that we're at sitting right now is actually a, a bullish thing. Uh, Crypto Set Guy, or Jeffrey, as we know him, says, we want T-Shroom, we want T-Shroom, we want T-Shroom, we want T-Shroom. T-Shroom is going to be in the office today because we are shooting the second episode of Between Two Coins, and he is our first guest on the show. Ooh. I put it on Twitter. If you guys want a question asked because we might ask some questions on Twitter like take some Twitter questions and put it over there just at T-Shroom and myself uh, you can even put at uh, Smey, Smey Nakamoto too and if it's a good question we might read it on the show and you guys will see that Saturday morning but uh, j- believe me Jeffrey I want T-Shroom as well his first official day even though he's shooting that show with us his first official day is Wednesday while we're down at uh, that's fine. at the conference but I have some stuff he can get working on so it's not like he's just sitting here twiddling his thumb so uh, Taryn Crypto what happens first, 36K or 56K? Mm, I think 56K, to I be think honest 56. with you. Yeah, I think we're going to see that soon. Yeah, I, I said it before, uh, and people, again, people don't like the could go up, could go down. It could go down because something majorly bearish could happen. I just don't see that happening. In fact, I actually, I think we're expecting here in the next couple of days for a massive piece of bullish news to come out. And we might talk about that here in this next suggestion group as we talk about Bitcoin 2022 conference. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Taryn, that's a good question though. 56 is what my vote gets though. Uh, let's see here. Alessandro the Cynical said, thoughts on Cody with DJED testnet launching soon and the mainnet sometime after. Where does it stand? Well, I haven't been following the development of Cody all that much, but what I do know is that it's a solid project and it's one that I do want to look into more. When Kelly's on, he might be able to give you more information on that, though, because he's really been following a lot of those altcoins closely. Yes. Uh, let's see. Kyle Cox said, Charles was on Ergo Pulse, Ergo slash ADA mm. collaboration. Yeah, Charles Hoskinson's a very smart man. If you guys haven't seen our interview with Charles, you definitely should watch it. The, the well, I was about to say the link's in the description. It's not, but you can go back on the channel and watch my interview with Charles Hoskinson. Dude's a freaking genius, and I do believe Cardano will be worth a trillion dollars one day. Market cap, obviously, not token price. Let me see here. Last one I see from Tom Wilkes, who I think we're going to see Tom Wilkes here in a couple days down at that conference, said, finally got to see Michael Saylor interview. Fantastic. Look forward to seeing everyone in Miami in a couple of days. Safe travels. I'm looking forward to it, too. I am very much looking forward to this conference. I had so much fun last time. It was great to meet you down there, Tom Wilkes. Um, and I really love that you managed to actually pull the inside joke on Shannon. That was yeah. funny. Guys, just so just so people know, I just want to update them because Shannon and I were talking about this this morning. I know originally we were talking about doing something on the 6th, but I, I realized a lot of you guys have general admission tickets, which means you might not be getting down there till Wednesday night rather than being there all day Wednesday. So just so you guys know, put it down. Make sure you're ready for it. We are probably going to do like an 11 o'clock brunch on Saturday the 9th with all the fans. So oh, cool. we will keep you guys updated. We will make sure everyone knows where, when, how. But it looks like what we're doing, planning, at least at this point, is the ninth to, to get uh, some food with you guys, interact. You guys get to meet um, us, and it'll be cool. Can I say something about the conference real quick? Sure. I want to call somebody out specifically here. Ooh. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, I know you're watching right now. Aaron Rodgers. I need oh, to really? tell you something, Aaron Rodgers. I know you're going to be at the conference. My brother is a gigantic Green Bay Packers fan. 
And uh, if you could have it in your heart at some point to uh, take a picture with me at the conference so I can flex at him that I met you, yeah. please, uh, I would really appreciate that. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. I know you're watching. Uh, thank you. I know you're watching. I just want to meet Michael Saylor in person. I want to shake his hand. That was a great interview we had. Good deal, guys. Well, was that all the Super Chats? That, at least for now. I'm sure there'll I be more here was. in a little bit. So... We have a good question here from Michael Jones that is going to lead us very nicely into our next topic. Tim, is there going to be a pump after the conference? Maybe. Good answer. Good what? answer. <laughs> why, why do you say it like you're a whale? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's what we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss the, that's, I mean, that's the short answer to what we're about to discuss. Yes, indeed. Before we get to that, though, guys, I want to bring you a word from our sponsor, which is CoinChange. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you a little bit about them. CoinChange is a consumer fintech company that generates yield for customers through blockchain-based financial instruments. They provide access to risk-adjusted yield in a new financial market through data insights, complex modeling, and smart execution. As an early mover in the space, they spent two years developing design and solving difficult problems before bringing their proprietary asset management platform to market in quarter three of 2021. Their platform is now live onboarding users and earning returns of over 15% APY based on protocol activity. We'll be partnering with them at Bitcoin 2022. Check the links down below for coin change. Guys, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Bitcoin 2022. Tim, this is the largest conference in the industry. We've got massive names here. I'll just go ahead and show you some of them over on my screen. We got President Nayib Bukele speaking, Michael Saylor. You may have met that. You may have uh, seen the, the interview we did with him. Uh, he's going to be speaking. Safadi Anamos, the author of The Bitcoin Standard. If you have not read that book and you're in crypto, you are missing out. You need to read Safadi Anamos' book. That should be mandatory reading for any noobs in the crypto space. We got Adam back, Jack Mallers of Strike, uh, 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 Yeonmi Park. I've, ne I've never really been able to pronounce her name. If I remember correctly, she's a North Korean defector. Yes, she is. And a few other major people down here. Cool. Kathy Wood, I would love to meet Kathy Wood. Her yeah. story of how she founded ARK Invest was very, very interesting. She was doing a one-year Bible reading plan, and she was reading about the Ark of the Covenant and said, you know what, I want to go out and start a company called ARK. And then it's got $50 billion in assets under management. Cynthia Loomis, she's a politician. Dr. Jordan Peterson. What a, what a regal photo of, of Jordan Peterson. I know, I know right? I that photo is something else, dude. He looks like he's about to go to war. He does. He looks like he's about to go to war with some, like, college students. That's what he looks no, like. it's going to go to war with FUD. He's going to go to war with FUD. <laughs> I just find it very interesting that Jordan Peterson is going to be here. This is such a big conference. you got a lot of people that are well, not in crypto coming. Also, how about Aaron Rodgers and Odell Beckham? Yeah. For the sports yeah. community. I, th we're going to discuss this here in a little bit. The Watch, we've already seen it blowing up, but watch the sports then, community blow up with crypto. Look at the music. Look yeah. at the people for the, CL, the, the sound Dead model. Mouse, Logic, San Hollow, Run the Jewels, yeah, Steve Aoki. Oh, uh, and then I just want to say uh, real quick, uh, I know you're watching Aaron Rodgers. I'm serious. So we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. 35,000 attendees, guys. It's going to be a really, really, really big deal. We are very much looking forward to it. Cannot wait to meet all of y'all. Oh, and by, by the way, by the way, by the way, let's scroll all the way to the bottom here because there might be something on this page that you guys would be interested in I think in you scrolled seeing. too far. You I think I did far. scroll too far. Where is it? No, we need to go to all press here. We scroll down, and then we look at other press. Oh, oh. look at that. Ew. Oh, look at that. Other Bitcoin 2022 media partners. We'll take Crypto it. Jeb. We'll take I wonder it. who that guy is. Whoa. Look at that guy! Look at that guy! Look at that guy! Look at that guy! Check this out! Look at this, this guy! This looks so official! How about that? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm done. Yeah. No, but guys, the point is, we are media, uh, we are media partners with Bitcoin 2022, and we are looking forward to it. So, Tim. 
every single year something big happens in Bitcoin 2022. If you're going to announce something in crypto, you announce it at Bitcoin 2022. There have been rumors that Strike CEO Jack Mallers is going to be announcing a major partnership with Apple at Bitcoin 2022 when he speaks. Do you believe that's going to happen? And if so, what effect would that have on Bitcoin? Well, and I, I think that's the biggest one. When I, I alluded to this earlier when I said if the price of Bitcoin goes down, it's due to bad news, but we're actually expecting good news, bullish news. If you're following him on Twitter, how can it not be what he's talking about? And I think he has, I think he's doing the keynote speaking, if I'm not wrong, on the 6th or the 7th or something. I, I think I believe that he is going to at least uh, bring us the beginnings of Apple's full-on adoption of not just Bitcoin, but crypto as a whole. And I think it's going to be massively bullish. Now, when when you asked me earlier and you said, Tim, is, is this conference going to be a bullish move? I said, maybe. The reason why is because there's a lot of different factors that we could go with. And, and uh, you know, Smay and I were talking about this morning, and I want to go ahead. You can go to my chart, uh, Smay. And we did some back analysis on the charts. This is where I say I don't know what's going to happen because it'd be nice to say, oh, in the past, we've seen the price respond either bullish or bearish so we can make a prediction. But in all reality, we only ever had two of these conferences before. So last year during 2021, we actually the two days of the conference had two red candles. And you guys can see right there. I, um, can I just apologize to our, our, our viewers right now? I'm a goober and I went to the wrong screen. Oh, OK. So well, now they'll catch there. up. They'll catch up. Catch up. All yeah. right. You're on my screen now. Yeah. All right. So these two candles right here, I, I went ahead and marked the second day. We had two red candles. It was right there during the middle of the accumulation phase. During We just had all of the Elon FUD that brought us all the way down into the uh, higher 20s, low 30s. But there's nothing significant here. Two months later, we ended up outdoing that price. We ended up rallying. Uh, so there's one case. There's a case where after the conference, the price actually moved bearish during the conference, had a couple of days, had some bullish run. We actually had a lot of hope happening right here towards the middle of June. And then, of course, we flooded out and came down, hit that spring. That's the one time we've seen it. The other time we had a conference because we had to miss 2020 due to uh, the pandemic. But in 2019, we had a conference where actually the peak of 2019 was the last day of the conference. So the last day of the conference was actually 2019's all-time high price of Bitcoin. And then, of course, we went into like a little bear market. We came down and we started showing hope. And then we had the pandemic. So of the two situations we had on the charts, I don't think the conference has had itself a big impact. You can go off my screen now, Smay. It's not had a big impact on the price of Bitcoin, or at least not a predictable impact. So I don't think we can say, well, the conference is happening, so therefore Bitcoin price will do X. What's going to happen, though, is what is announced at said conference. And again, that that Jack Maller's interview, or not interview, his keynote, his keynote speaking, if that news is what we are suspecting, and it is a partnership with Apple, it wouldn't be the conference that boosted Bitcoin. It would be Apple that boosted Bitcoin. That's exactly right. That's what I was about to say. It's The, the thing is, some years, Bitcoin 2022 coming up, everybody pumps it up and hypes it up and says, oh my gosh, the conference coming. Let's see the market rally 20%. And then it just doesn't do anything because it's just a conference and nothing major got announced or something big gets announced but doesn't have a big pro- impact on the price. And uh, <clears throat> it gets priced in and then it's a buy the rumor, sell the news kind of event. But this time, I don't think the bill up to Bitcoin 2022 has led to hardly any impact on the price. You might be wondering, well, then, Jeb, why are you talking about it if it hasn't had an impact on the price? The reason we're talking about it is because it could have an impact on the price. If we see the right things get announced at Bitcoin 2022, then we could end up seeing a major run on Bitcoin. If nothing happens at Bitcoin 2022, then there will be probably no story. If if, If Bitcoin 2022 is a letdown as far as releases and announcements, then cool. Okay, it probably won't have any impact on the price because it just 
okay, just nothing happened, whatever. But if we see some kind of major announcement, then that could end up leading to a massive growth in the price. And here's the other thing to keep in mind. There have been a lot of institutions stepping into the space in the last 12 months, and many of those institutions may be getting ready to announce things at Bitcoin 2022, because that, if you're going to announce something in crypto, you announce it at Bitcoin, at Bitcoin, whatever the, whatever the year's number is, at the, at the Bitcoin conference. It is the Bitcoin conference. If you're going to announce something, you announce it there to the 30,000 most dedicated people in the cryptocurrency space. I think we're going to see some big announcements. Now, Apple might not come out and announce that they are going to be adopting Bitcoin, and the reason I say they may not do that is one, we just don't know that. Number two, I'd be surprised if it was just Jack Mallers announcing that. It would probably be Jack Mallers in partnership with someone from Apple if they were to announce that. I would mm -hmm. think that Apple would want to do that announcement on their own. I kind of doubt that Jack Mallers would announce that for Apple. He would probably be the one beholden to Apple with how the announced schedule is going to happen. So unless there is somebody going to uh, Bitcoin 2022 that we don't know about that is from Apple, which I have not seen, we very well may not see that announcement. So don't get your hopes up on that, but it could happen. The point of Bitcoin 2022 is it poses a lot of opportunities, so be watching it very, very closely. We will be keeping you guys up to date on social media as we're running around the conference trying to meet as many of you guys as we possibly can. With that said, though, I want to move on here a little bit and cover a couple of headlines. Twitter shares soar more than 20% after Elon Musk takes 9% stake in social media companies. He's got 80 million followers on Twitter, one of the largest Twitter accounts in the world, and Elon Musk recently posted about two, three weeks ago how he doesn't like the fact that, or he, he doesn't believe that Twitter is um, conducive to free speech, and he believes that since Twitter basically serves as the global town square for people to go and talk, that it is a travesty that Twitter is not better with free speech. That's what he has talked about. And then he goes ahead and buys 9.2% passive stake in the company, which means he is not technically going to be on the board. At least that's not what it seems. But could he be trying to do a buyout of Twitter so that he could go in and start overhauling Twitter to make it more uh, free, um, make it have more free speech? That's possible. That might be what he's trying to do. Or it might just be that he believes that Twitter can change its direction with the right influence and with him pushing it in the right direction. He's also talked a lot about founding his own social media platform for the sake of freedom of speech. This is something to keep an eye on at the moment, though, is just a purchase of stock worth roughly three and a half billion dollars, uh, two point eight nine billion dollars. Excuse me. He bought seventy three and a half million shares worth of the company. Now, another company has stopped buying something, and that would be the Luna Foundation. Luna has not bought any Bitcoin for five days in a row. Very interesting. They jumped their Bitcoin holdings from ten thousand Bitcoin to nearly thirty thousand Bitcoin in the span of a week and a half. They have now stopped their buying at 30,727.97 Bitcoin, which is where they are currently sitting. Uh, Do Kwon, founder of the Luna Foundation, has talked about how they are going to purchase up to $10 billion worth of Bitcoin, which means they need to buy another $8.5 billion worth of BTC. It's not apparent at this moment why they've stopped buying it, but at the moment, they have at least done that. They are currently sitting in number three place for institutional spot holdings of Bitcoin. MicroStrategy is sitting comfortably in first place at 125,000 Bitcoin. Tesla right behind them at 43,000 Bitcoin. Terra sitting at 30,727 Bitcoin ahead of Marathon Digital and Square. They could get into a race with MicroStrategy. It'd be very interesting to see Michael Saylor and Do Kwon getting into a race with buying Bitcoin because Michael Saylor personally owns almost owns more Bitcoin than the entire Terra Foundation combined. We're going to keep an eye on this buying of Bitcoin because that's a lot of buying pressure and, liquid, and uh, removal of supply from the exchanges. Now, another article over here we're going to read briefly. Bitcoin mining difficulty hits another all-time high. Bitcoin network difficulty touched uh, 28 0.587 trillion 
Uh, that is uh, measured in exahash right now, I do believe. That basically means that Bitcoin's network is more secure than ever, and it basically means that the mining industry is continuing to grow day after day after day. We've talked a lot about the mining industry in Bitcoin. The miners seem to be very bullish on the future of Bitcoin, hence why they're holding Bitcoin and not selling it. Instead of selling their Bitcoin to cover expenses, a lot of the miners, which are now publicly traded, are selling stock to be able to pay for their expenses, so they're able to keep the Bitcoin and hold that in a profitable state. We've done that before when we've taken payments for the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy before. We've just held on to that Bitcoin and just written it off and not even counted it as revenue so that we're able to hold it for a long time. And then we went ahead and looked back and we're like, oh, wow, we have all this money because we didn't use that in our cash or in our cash accounts for running the company. We just held on to the Bitcoin. A lot of the miners are doing that as well. So that's a really big deal. Another thing to talk about here are uh, uh, Bitcoin outflows. $4.3 billion worth of Bitcoin have been drained from exchanges in just the last little while. In the last 30 days, you can see over here on Glassnode, we've seen 96.2 thousand Bitcoin being removed from exchanges just last month in March. That leads to a major, major change in liquidity. And if you look at Glassnode's tweet here, you can see that every time in history that we have seen this much Bitcoin come off exchanges, it normally means that we're about to go into a major rally. This is just some very interesting on-chain metrics. A lot of people are pulling Bitcoin off exchange in similar ways that they did in March of 2020, here at the end of 2020, uh, here in mid-2021, etc. Whenever you see this occur, it normally means that a big rally is about to follow because people are starting to hodl in a big, big way. One of the final things I want to mention here before we go into read more Super Chats, we can talk again. This is, a, this is just showing, again, this exact same graph. Uh, 96,200 Bitcoin flowed out of exchanges, which is nearly an all-time high. We've only seen Bitcoin uh, this much Bitcoin flow off exchange four or five times in the history of the cryptocurrency market. That's a pretty big deal. But you can also see the, the uh, Bitcoin user growth versus supply issuance gap. This number continues to move to the upside. This is how many people are using Bitcoin versus how much Bitcoin is being issued. That's continuing to rise in a very big way. That's a very strong metric. And then we can also see a tweet from Will Clemente here, which by the way, guys, we might be doing an interview with Will Clemente on the channel. Tell us in chat if you would like to see that. 63.15% of Bitcoin supply has not moved in at least one year. That's just 0.3% shy of an all-time high, which was set in July of 2020, indicating a massive amount of long-term hodling, which means that more and more people every single day are understanding the reason that Bitcoin exists is not to get rich quick. It is to maintain your wealth for the long term because it is the first, in the words of myself and Michael Saylor in our interview, it is is the first superconducting thermodynamically sound digital system in the history of mankind, which basically means you can send those transactions completely frictionless, completely uh, with absolutely no red tape, almost instantaneously for almost no fees. That's what superconducting means in this case. Thermodynamically sound basically means that you can store your energy in the form of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies into the long-term distant future and not risk losing your value because the likelihood of Bitcoin ever being hacked is next to zero. The likelihood of Bitcoin's value going down over the span of a 10-year period period or longer is next to zero as it is the most powerful solution to one of the biggest financial problems humanity has ever faced, which is the inability to store money and wealth into the future. So more people are realizing that Bitcoin is being used more for what it was designed to be used for. And that's a very good thing for all of us hodlers. Let's go ahead and take a look at some super chats, though. Yeah. The first thing before we go to super chats, what I will mention, someone mentioned in a stream. I think we should make an afternoon video about this. So we don't you know, we don't have enough time here to give it justice. But Cardano has broken out of its symmetrical triangle pattern, or you could call it a bull pennant uh, based on what you see in the charts. So, Jeb, you can look at that real quick. Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm looking at that. I think that that would be a potential thing that you should talk about in an afternoon video today. Yeah. But I do want to be aware of that. It's sitting right now at 122. 
22, was up at 123, uh, but it's looking very bullish at mm -hmm. the moment. Very encouraging for all of the ADA holders out there. Hey, the gang. Uh, let's see here. I always see one super chat. It's from Martine Seibels, just saying he want to say just a thank you to all and blessings. Aw, thank you, Martine. We appreciate that. Thank you so very much. Another thing that Kelly said in chat, and, and this is something we need to be aware of. Now, it's not a meeting, so there shouldn't be anything new decided, but I think on the 6th, there's some meeting notes coming uh, to fruition about the FOMC and their decisions. Of course, as you guys know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Powell came out and said that he he realizes that inflation is, as we all know, inflation has gotten out of control. Mm -hmm. Breaking news. <laughs> Not really. Uh, but the question states, you know, he talked about and kind of hinted at back in March that potentially he was going to have a 0.5 or a 50 base point uh, addition later in the year. But the question now is, will that potentially be accelerated? Probably not this month, but could we see that announced in May? Of course, that is something we have to look at every single month as news comes out. What is the what is the interest rates going to do? What is inflation still looking like? Because while inflation continue to go up is bullish for Bitcoin, because again, Bitcoin's a hedge against inflation. Interest rates going higher and higher and higher and giving more power to the U.S. dollar and taking more money away from retail investors makes them less able. Not even about less likely or less desire. They're less able to invest in crypto. This is something we have to keep our eye on. I know Jeb made a video about this the other day where he talked about the five things you have to watch for the rest of the year. That's a major one. So of all the bullish news coming out, there is bearish news. And that is every single month we hear about what the FOMC is deciding. They got to keep our eyes on that this next week. Yes, absolutely, we do. But the good news is every time rate hikes happen, it just goes to show you more and more why we need the fence off that Bitcoin produces, that Bitcoin allows for, because it is getting to be a little bit old that for the last several thousand years, our money and its value has been in the hands of someone else. That We've just gotten used to that. That's not the way that it ought to be, but because we didn't have the technology to do it the right way, we just didn't have a choice. So we got used to our money evaporating out of our hands without it ever actually physically leaving our hands. You could hold $100 in your hand, put it under your mattress, come back in 100 years, and it's worth a hundredth of what it was without the government ever touching it because inflation is the biggest tax that you're subject to. It's silent and it steals your wealth, comes in the night and takes it away from you. Mm. And Bitcoin is the only answer to it. So make Make sure that you buy some if you don't have any. At least that's what I would think that would be a good idea. We had a super chat that just came in from Piano Matty B. He said, congrats on the relaunch of Between Two Coins. Watched it. Like oh, it. Hey, Piano Matty Looking B. forward to the next episode. Oh, Yeah. Like thank I said, you. I, thank you so much. And for those of you who are wondering, because some of you guys don't know this, there, there's there's an old version. I think it's down. Did you take it down, Smay? The old version of it? It's gone. It's in the ether, I, guys. I mean, is there some, like, do we have access to those files that someday yes. we can pull them back up? Yeah. It is. It is. A, it was still a fun show, but just so you guys know, so we can shed a little light on it, the reason why we stopped doing it and the reason now we've restarted was A, it had become a little bit of a nuisance to us. We, we hadn't found our footing with it. And, and you know, the whole idea of that show was to allow Smay <laughs> to really express his attitude. He stopped having fun with it. So we stopped. Like, uh, we, we were very big believers. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, don't do it. Like, uh, so we stopped doing it. But now we're bringing it back. It originally was podcast form. We were just going to put it on Spotify. But we loved our conversation so much. We're like, no, let's go ahead and put it on YouTube as well. well Let our YouTube audience see it as well. I will say, this show, and I even think in terms of like, 
where like I think what especially what me and Tim bring to the table, it's just so much better in a conversational format. I think what the mistake we made in the first time around was to think that we can be funny by structuring it. And we just can't. We're not funny when we try to write it on a script and be like, this is what we're going to do. It's just not it's not good. And 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 I know you guys know that it comes across. Friends. Nobody liked the show. And that and at that point, Some I didn't liked it. But well, but you didn't I, like it. I didn't like yeah. I didn't like because I just like to be able to have conversations and have a good time and, and just be able to talk about things. And so now that it's in a podcast format and, and trust me, if you guys haven't checked it out, go watch it, it was go really watch good. it, get through the first five minutes. Cause we, we'd start off a little goofy, you know, getting our feet under us. But to be honest with you, I really, I got to actually talk for the first time about my experience in investing, which I haven't really gotten to talk about. I mean, you guys know Jeb's story, you know Tim's story of investing, you know Kelly's story, you know Tishram's story, you know everybody's story, except I never talked about my mistakes when I invested. So it's a great, I think it's a great uh, outlet. And, so you should check it out. And if anyone's wondering what the purpose of the show is, it's it's gonna it's gonna have its goofy moments, gonna have all these things. But ultimately, what I want that show to really reflect is the everyday person uh, kind of relating with you guys. And we're gonna bring people on the show that talk to you about how they made money and help invest. Like that's ultimately what I, what a lot of you guys want is how do I navigate the crypto space to make money? There are lots of different ways to do it. I want to bring on guests and discuss different ways that you can continue to build financial sovereignty for yourself, your family, your future generations. So if, if that's something you guys enjoy and you want to have some fun and be entertained, that's why we're doing the show now. It's back. It's amazing. Every Saturday morning at 930, it'll be going out. So keep keep an eye out for it. Boom sauce. There you go. Well, let's read some regular chat. Since we have a little yeah. bit of time, let's do that. Let's see if we see anything here that would jump out at us. Someone said they just noticed Smay's whale shirt. It's oh, not. Yeah. It's definitely not it's whales. Dolphins. It's no. It's uh, that's a mahi mahi guy. Isn't that mahi, one mahi. a dolphin though? No, it's not a uh, dolphin. Mahi mahi is not. Mahi mahi. Oh, well, not, not a normal a dolphin. dolphin. But it, there's that one kind of dolphin that's okay. a really weird looking. This dolphin. is not. This is a fish. This is a. This is a dolphin fish. People. Uh, dolphins eat them. Uh, so. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesante. Interesante. Well, guys, here's the deal. There is a lot going on in Bitcoin and crypto right now, and it might not seem like it, but the simple fact is. Even when Bitcoin seems boring, there is so much going on under the surface. I think we've gotten spoiled with this idea of, oh my gosh, this week Tesla buys Bitcoin. Oh my gosh, this week Elon Musk is saying this about Bitcoin. Oh my gosh, this week this major company is buying Bitcoin. I want you to realize something. The boring times in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency right now were the ridiculously exciting times three years ago. And the thing to remember is that as Bitcoin grows, what is now normal was abnormal and exceptional just a couple of years ago. What is abnormal and exceptionally bullish and weird and just huge and very, very big right now is going to be normal in three or four years. So when we see things like, you know, Apple potentially adopting Bitcoin, that's going to be a given in three to five years. Oh, yeah. Apple accepts Bitcoin. Of course they do. What? What? You think Apple's not going to be on that? You think Apple's not going to be on that train of adopting Bitcoin? You're dead wrong. They want to stay on the cutting edge. They realize that the, uh, the, the, the cryptocurrency and blockchain industry is the next big thing after the social media and the mobile phone revolution, which they basically started and allowed for the genesis of. What you're going to see happen is you're going to see big companies like Apple and Google getting into Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And when they do, it's going to cause a massive rally to the price. Tim, let's talk a little bit about this idea of Apple adopting Bitcoin. Bitcoin. What do you think about my statement that it seems weird that if Jack Mallers was going to announce a partnership with Apple, that there wouldn't be a representative from Apple at 
Bitcoin 2022. Do you think Apple would announce something like that at Bitcoin 2022 or at one of their own events? That's a, I mean, that's a very valid point. Would Apple want someone else to announce something for them? I don't know. But also, I mean, it's not like Apple was under the rock when he was putting out all those uh, tweets that were definitely gearing up for this. Uh, so I... Uh, yeah, maybe maybe an Apple representative will be there with him on stage. That would be that would probably make the most sense. The other thing is, you know, maybe he's just announcing his relationship with Apple with Strike, and they're not announcing if they're purchasing Bitcoin yet. We do expect that to happen here soon. But uh, no, I, that that probably is the most understandable and predictable thing is that somebody from Apple will actually be at the conference and they're going to be a surprise. I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be like a one more thing kind of thing. What, yeah, what, if, what thing? if, oh, and one more thing. We're adopting Bitcoin. What, what's the current CEO's name of Apple? Uh, Tim uh, Cook. Tim that's what I Tim thought. Apple, I didn't want to speak. What if, what if at the very end, Tim Cook comes out on stage? No, that's what I was literally. Could you imagine if Tim Cook came Dude, out on stage? That Holy was my, cow. that was what was in my mind. My brain, baby, Bro. was that, that what's going to happen is because Apple's thing, it's that's like, Steve Jobs' thing was always the, oh, and one more thing, and then they announced their biggest thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think be, what might happen is Jack will do big. his thing, and he'll say, oh, and one more thing, and then everyone's already going to freak out because that's an Apple quote, right? And one more thing. And then next thing you know, Tim Cook's going to come out, and I was like, ah! and he's like, we are officially uh, buying the world supply of Bitcoin or something crazy like that. <laughs> the world supply? <laughs> it would be worthless then. No, it would be, be crazy. What do you think um, that would look like, Smay? Because if, if Apple did that, it would be ridiculously well it, it would. Well, here's the thing about it. I I think it would I mean I let me be honest with you I don't think that's what's going to happen if anything I, I think, think I think that he might make the one more thing joke and just say and strike is partnering with Apple Pay something lame like that but I, I think ultimately uh, if that were to happen if somehow Tim Cook or somebody were to show up on stage at Bitcoin 2022 it would be like it would be really big like social media would be have a field day with it oh, so crazy. Um, it, it'd be it'd be i think it would become a bigger thing crypto would become mainstream news everyone would be what is apple doing what is apple doing you know so what do you what impact do you think it would have on the price if we were to see that happen Smith? a big pump big like pump. i i think it would have i think we would probably go back to all-time high because here's why i'm just gonna say it I think it's going to get so much it Apple's so mainstream, right? If it's Tim Cook himself goes out on stage and announces some kind of big partnership with with uh Bitcoin. People are going to go nuts and it's going to be all over social media and then the average Joe's going to say well, I need to buy some Bitcoin because obviously Apple's buying Bitcoin and they're the biggest company in the world. I, I'm sorry. I think that we. I think that would be bigger than Elon Musk uh, saying. Oh, easy, easy. It'd be bigger. way bigger. Easily bigger. Tim, so, Tim, yeah. w would you be willing to to fill in for Tim Cook? I mean, you're another Tim that we could that Jack Mallers could use. I'll run up there. You know, would you be willing to run I'll, up there? You know. And one more thing, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim is here Tim? from Crypto Tim Jim. Cook? No, Tim Warren. Oh, Tim oh, works out. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, we, we couldn't get this. Tim Cook here, so we found the second best Tim. Yes. Well, well, that'd be no. Tim Tebow's number one. Tim that, Tebow's number. No, one. No, you're probably about like 700th best. Hey, listen, Dang, in the world, I'll take 700. Dude, I know top like 700 tens. I, I, I know tens. like in my friend circles, like three tens I like more. So wow. Oof. You're All my right. third favorite Smay. Yeah, you don't even know. Well, you're the only Smay on the planet. Find another Smay. Find another Smay whose name is Smay, and Smay, I will. You and I, I have Smay. You and I have very unique. Have you ever met another Smay? Uh, I've met, okay, no, I've never met another I've Smay. never met another Jeb. I have. 
What? Oh, I'm, I'm met, yes. What? When? Yeah, because it, it's Jeb's? short for Jebediah. Yeah, I mean, Jeb is. I'm not talking about Jebediah. Seven, well, it's, okay. a, it's a. Yeah. It's not as common as I have Tim never met a Jebediah. Or Christian. I've never I'm, met a Jebediah. And well, my name no, is not no, no. Jebediah. I'm not, it's not come from me. That my name's not, not Christian that. anymore. Yeah. Okay. But, well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> this is descending into chaos. Yeah. Guys, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure to hit that like button. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button if you would like to be up to date on the latest technical on-chain and fundamental metrics in the Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space. And we do look forward to seeing a lot of you guys at Bitcoin 2022. It is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal event. And I just simply cannot wait to be there. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias at Crypto at Crypto Jeb over on Instagram and Twitter at Crypto Jeb Official over on TikTok. And make sure to check out our sponsor for the show, Coin Change. You can find the links for them in the description box down below. Any final thoughts before we wrap it out, guys? Um, Those are dolphin fish on his shirt. So that's what I, I was right. No, so here's the thing. I what I had heard was dolphin, right? Well, I, I mean, I later said dolphin fish. I agree. These are dolphin fish. Okay. Um, but I'd also like to say my last thought. <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers, I know you watched this show. And thank you for going watching all the way to the end of the show. I really appreciate you watching it all the way through. Go ahead. Uh, I Just message me on Twitter. It's at uh, Smey Nakamoto. And we'll arrange a time for us to meet. And I can get a picture and flex at my brother. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I just want to meet Michael Saylor. Can you guys do me a favor? Go tweet at Saylor and uh, tell Michael, hey, Jeb's media par- media pr- uh, a press partner, Bitcoin 2022. Stop and give him a five-minute interview. I'd like to get a chance to do that. It'd be good to see Michael, Michael down there. Definitely a good interview. You guys need to go back and watch that. Guys, though, that's all we got for today. Before we go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. enjoyed listening to the coffee and crypto podcast tune in every day at 9 30 a.m eastern to watch live on youtube follow us on our social media accounts at crypto jeb and lastly we want to thank you for supporting us here at mcfee media